Another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. It's episode 92, and I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. The War Dog, your new TNT champion on AEW, was crowned just this last night. Is he going to be a big champ, or is he? Is, it, is this title going to get shot around like it's been since its existence? We'll see. We'll get into that. We got a Ring of Honor pay-per-view to get to. There was a great main event. Uh, on Dynamite last night as well that we want to talk about, and we'll we'll just see where it goes. I haven't. It's felt like forever since I've seen you guys having the Fourth of July on a Monday and pushing back the episode to tonight. I need to recap with my boys here, so let's go over to Glendale. Talk to a guy who keeps it regal. My guy Steve Gropschmidt. What up, Grabby? I don't get hyped. I stay hyped. You know it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a you know you- that's a shout out to a regular listener and personal favorite of mine, Mojo Raleigh, friend of the pod. What up, think- Mojo? And neither of those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> are you stayed hyped since your uh, weekend uh, holiday weekend, Steve? Was it good for Absolutely. you? What, yeah, you it was good. You know, I'm I'm happy to say it was just it was low key, man. And I, at this point in my life, that's good. We uh, visited my in-laws about an hour away. They live just like overlooking a river. We spent a lot of time on the patio and just um, drinking and eating and relaxing. I started every morning doing yoga at Riverside. And it, was, it was good stuff. It's good Hell stuff. Yeah, dude. It's, it's good for the soul. That is really yeah, man. I like the sound of that. Speaking of somebody who's relaxing tonight, someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, my guy, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? That's FTR. That's one of my favorite intros in all of wrestling right now. So great. It, it kind of had to grow on me for a minute, but I'm digging it. Did you? Did, did you? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Midnight Express was certainly on Charlie in my era, and that's that's totally yeah. what they're emulating. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it sounds like '80s music the moment you hear it. Well, totally. they got perfect symmetry with everything that they got going between all the belts around their waists and shoulders, with their T-shirts looking retro to the music to their dominance. It's just all clicking with that team. Yeah, they're the best, so, man. Came up, Tony Khan came up with that theme for him. He said he he played it for him. He's like, "What do you guys think?" He came nice. up with that. That's oh, awesome. That's a nice yeah. little tidbit of information. Yeah. Awesome. The man who's full of information. Oh my God! Charlie Michael. How are you, Charlie? Wrestling, not bad. Super kick party! That's all I got. Awesome. (laughs) It's a classic. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to ask Matt. How how was your uh, 4th of July weekend, man? Oh, thanks for asking. It was solid. Um, Friday, I picked up the suit for my wedding, and it fit, which was... That's like good. The biggest relief and the most exciting thing I've experienced at the same time in quite a while. Um, then Except you sa- had to let a little room out of the crotch, right? Look, you always, 
you always got to uh, have that wedding alteration made. Yes. Um, right. So that was great. Went boating over the weekend too. Oh, that's always a blast. Got to see the fireworks in downtown Milwaukee from Lake Michigan. Super cool view. And then Excellent. Monday. Um, Where'd you go? Recovered. Over by, uh, I mean, over by down here. Yeah. We, we take our boat out for the, for those of you listeners in the Milwaukee area. Um, my fiance, Becky and I have a boat and we take it out near South shore beach. I'm kind of outside the Bayview neighborhood in Milwaukee, but for the fireworks, we went north a little bit right by the Summerfest grounds, and we were able to watch the fireworks from there. Uh, best part was we did not try and go near the rest of the boat, so we were also the first ones to make it back to the landing and nice. pull our boat out um, at the front of a line of about 30 boats. So if you Ooh. ever think about taking your boat out on the 4th of July in Milwaukee, um, just be ready to leave, <laughs> whether that takes Works. five minutes or five hours. Yep. Dude, you are working smarter, not harder, keeping it Triple H all day, man. I love to hear that. All day. Good for you, dude. Um, and Charlie, how was your 4th of July, man? Ah, it's okay. Nothing too special. Just went to a little cookout, overcooked some ribs, made a pretty good poke shoulder, though. That's about it. Uh, excellent. Nice, Fucked nice. Fucked those ribs up. But, yeah, you left them on too long. Oh, man. Oh. First time I fucked him up in a long time. I did not fuck up my uh my barbecue this weekend. Gino actually got baptized this weekend, so I had a bunch of family over to the house. The church is like five minutes away, not even, from my house. So I had a quick turnaround. I got up early. I put on two chickens and a rack of rims in my smoker. But then I had some country-style ribs to, that I wanted to do on the Kettle uh, Weber grill. And I grilled some brats, hot dogs, and hamburgers. Timed nice. it all out. Six meats, boys. Unreal. Executed to perfection. I've always Nicely wanted to try done. this. Because it, it was the first time I had this amount of people at my house. And it's just something that I've always wanted to do. Shout out Bunzel's, the butcher shop just down the street from me. Has the best shit. Had an unbelievable barbecue deal. I got all that meat. Uh, plus the monthly deal for under a hundred dollars, which is wow, amazing. Nice. So, and and some shit I didn't even throw on. So, yeah, it was successful. I drank a little bit after that in the hot sun and <laughs> got yelled at a little bit for drinking too much on uh, <laughs> the baptism. But I didn't, I didn't do anything unruly. They just didn't, you know. You better get some benes. You better get some then. It's the backbone mm-hmm. of America is getting drunk. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, especially Especially your son's baptism. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you're 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 with people that aren't from Milwaukee or Wisconsin, so they don't yeah. understand how much alcohol is woven into our culture and yeah. everything. So I guess it would be you know, if you drink a bottle of rose in front of your father in law who doesn't drink barely anything at all, it might look like a lot. But you know, yeah, it's I just need something to cool off. But anyway, <laughs> someone who does not need to cool off is Mr. Michael. Wardlow, your new TNT champion. We mm. saw him go up against Scorpio Sky last night. It was, uh, you know, it was a street fight. And when I think of street fights, I'm like, oh, this is going to be just like Ortiz and Santana versus the best, the best friends. Uh, and the, it, you know, we've seen a bunch of awesome street fights. When that's like on the card, sometimes they sneak up on you, and they're some of the best matches in AEW. In WWE, not so much the case, maybe in the olden days, but AEW usually, you know, gets pretty creative. But there wasn't really any weapons used. I think they threw that stipulation in there just so uh, Wardlow could take out the entire 
top team to start off the evening, and I didn't think it was like a very good match at all. I was happy with the result, but I don't know. What did you guys think about this match? I think that's the general consensus amongst everybody. I mean, obviously, we'll hear from Steve and Charlie in a minute, but my thought was exactly the same as yours, Mike. The match itself, it was just there to coronate Wardlow as the TNT champion, which, don't get me wrong, I I think was totally the right move. Um, kind of like Forbidden Door. I don't know if the way they got there was the best way they could have gotten there, but they did get there eventually. So in the match itself, we see Wardlow taking on Scorpio Sky with no effort. America top team gets involved. Wardlow takes all them on, just like he tossed out all the security guards in weeks past. It was totally set up for Wardlow to show off and destroy as many people as he could in one shot. So there was that. Um, But as a whole, I think the match, to agree with you, Mike, was pretty standard. Um, Nothing special. Definitely didn't feel like a title match. It was never in doubt that I think Mm -hmm. Wardlow was going to lose. And I also don't think they took enough advantage of the street fight rules, especially. Like, that was totally there. Just so Wardlow could mess with all the American top team guys and not get disqualified. So, I get it, but I feel like they could have explored it a little bit more. Right. Charlie? Uh, it was it was an okay match. Um, we'll see what Wardlow does now because it's um, right. There's he has a belt. There's no there's no uh, MJF to get him over. There's no Scorpio yeah. Sky. There's no so, chase. I don't think they've exactly. done. A, I don't think there's they've no done a chase. great job with this. I'm totally with you, dude. I'm kind of actually afraid. And I yep. actually before we started recording tonight, I looked up the the uh, reigns of. Not Roman Reigns, but the title <laughs> reigns of the TNT champions. And I mean, nobody's really held this. So, nobody's held this title for more than like five months. And, yeah, it's, um, I think the average is like 70.9. I heard a guy on a podcast talking about it last days. night. Average, yeah, 70, almost 71 days. Right. And yeah, with like you mentioned, I don't really know what the. They don't put any doubt in the fans' minds. He's over with the fans, the fans love him. I don't, but I don't even really know why, uh, because they, they just haven't really crafted anything with him yet. He's gonna be a star. He's got the talent, but what is he gonna do, Steve? Who is he gonna face next? Is there any buildup that they can do? Do you have any ideas? I don't, because it's like, yeah, that's been my fear too. It's like I bought in. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan too. The magic of, I mean, that that MJF feud was one of the best things they've done. I mean, it was gold every week. And ever since that ended and MJF is doing whatever, it's like they've kind of misstepped with it. I mean, that whole stupid thing with the 20 on one, that didn't go over like they thought it would. Mm -hmm, Um, Last night was weird. It's like, I think the right decision like he should have won. And I, what I think what they should do to him with him is have him have this long dominant reign, like mm-hmm. just whip through everybody. But um, yeah, I don't That's know what they're really exciting. Think, We've seen it's not getting it's, to the title and it's better with a heel because then somebody mm-hmm. rises up to take them on. So I don't know, exactly. but um, I don't know what they were thinking with the, uh, the street fight because if they were going to have him dominantly win, they should have just had him dominantly win. Don't get cute. I don't know if they simply put that in there to put doubt in your mind that like, oh, okay, you know, the top team's going to come in and interfere and cost them the match or MJF's yeah. going to come back. I think it was, I think they used it as a tease, but they didn't use the stipulation and the right. match was just there. Yeah, exactly. that's well said. 
Yeah, not even a weapon was used. Um, I think to they used the belt. Doubt, like once. they're gonna yeah. need to. Oh yeah, they'll they'll need to cheat, you know, to get this title uh, retained by Scorpio as a, a big team effort against Warlow. It really wasn't anything. You knew the guy was gonna win, but uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm 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 a little scared. You know, I've been a big Wardlow guy from the very beginning, and now that he's got the title, what I'm just kind of worried that he's gonna be just another, you know, brick in the wall. Shout out Pink Floyd. But um, I, I the only thing that I would really, really like to see, because Christian Cage is just so hot right now, there is a great heel in Luchasaurus, uh, Luchasaurus developing. Maybe that could be cool, but, like, there has to be some underhanded tactics to make Wardlow look weak, but they've never done that with him for the past year, basically. All right. this guy's really done is overcome adversity. And, you, don't uh, want him near, you don't want him near Christian and Luchasaurus because Luchasaurus yeah. ha- will have to get the belt and Christian's going gonna yeah. to talk him underneath the table and make him look like a clown. You're, you're exactly right. And, but I'm like, good this point. is like the only you, worthy you don't opponent because I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't but, know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're just going to have him like, God, you know, I hope they, <laughs> okay, mark this as a, put, as a half prediction. Like, like watch, they're going to do the same, like, like Lance Archer is going to come out and challenge him next. And that'll be no. his first feud. Like, that's he's the a, crap they kind of do. He's, he's in the G1. He won't be around for a while. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm optimistic. AEW tends to get a lot more right than wrong, but it's like Wardlow's in a weird spot because he was like, couldn't have been hotter. And now it just feels like it's directionless. Yeah. Well, I and feel it, like, sorry, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think it really, his entire character arc really hit its peak after the feud with MJF ended. Um, despite, you know, I, I was kind of waiting to see that week after, you know, when MJF came out and cut the pipe bomb and was having issues with Tony Khan and all that was going down. I was really hoping to see MJF come out in character, put over Wardlow somehow, and put an end to that feud. Because it just sort of died, like, after their match at the last pay-per-view. So, it's I don't know. The whole thing just felt kind of weird. But I agree with you guys. I think the TNT Championship logically makes sense as the next step for Wardlow. And now he's taken mm-hmm. the step. I just don't know that him springboarding off of the feud with MJF really kept him hot enough, kind of like you were saying, Mike. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm optimistic that this title reign is going to be way better than we expect. And it's nice to see it on a guy that the fans really can get behind. Um, I just hope it pays off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just, I mean, I love I love uh, Mike a lot, and I, I wish him the best, but I'm just worried that he's not going to be able to make this belt exciting. <laughs> and it's really never been exciting to me personally, in my opinion. The the mid, the All-Atlantic title is looking oh, yeah. a lot more exciting yeah. right oh, now, now than the for now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I just don't know if, like, he's got the experience. I mean, yeah, he's fine on the mic, but I would, I, I, I put him in the middle of the road. Um, it's definitely not his strength. It's definitely his body yes. and, you know, dominance his is his strength. So, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but, um, we shall see. Um, I, 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 the only thing that I think his next opponent would be, I would be willing to bet it'll be like Penta because Penta's awesome. The crowd loves him. It'll still be a great match, but Penta loses all the time. You know, especially to, lately matches. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're going to, they're going to trot some worthy opponents out there. I think he'll keep it, 
Um, but yeah, who's gonna overthrow him? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. That's a great question. I would really love to see. To your point, Mike, I, Penta has really been taking a ton of losses lately. Yeah. I've just got the feeling he's got to be due for a turnaround where they start giving him some wins. So if that's all going to happen in the interest of him going up against Pac for the, for the All-Atlantic Championship and actually making it feel like he could or should win, I'm all for it. I mean, I go back, like, the first time I ever saw Penta was when he was in Lucha Underground. And guy stood out immediately amongst a, a group of guys who all wear masks so right. all the same style but pentagon even in that spot was clearly one of the top guys and he still has that vibe that aura the crowd still loves him regardless of all these losses he's been absorbing i just wish aw would get behind him and find a good spot for him i hear that so you're almost kind of using the lucha bros one of the best tag teams in all the world as the mexican butcher and blade they kind of uh, are, yeah. Like. So, I know you need guys to take losses, but, you know, find somebody else. You got Bear Country. You got the the Nightmare Factory. You got shit like that. So, I don't know. Show some respect to the Lucha Bros. But I'm happy for Michael Wardlow. Wardog, keep up the fine work. Uh, we wish you all the best in your endeavors, and keep kicking ass, bro. Uh, Thanks for listening, Wardog. All right. Well, let's uh, get on over to a pay-per-view that's happening. It's the Ring of Honor pay-per-view taking place later on this month. Should be pretty good. They announced two matches last night, one being Wheeler Yuta, the pure Ring of Honor champion, and he's taking on young superstar, up-and-comer Daniel Garcia, someone who wants to, you know, show that he is a great technical wrestler. He's been saying, you know, a lot of people say this guy is like, really the future they said that about ricky starks ricky starks kind of ran into an injury um he was with 2.0 for a little bit but 2.0's personality and funniness maybe took away from daniel garcia's in-ring potential and and shine maybe we don't watch enough dark for his single matches but i think this will be the match that is gonna be a definite benchmark for daniel garcia's uh career i don't know i don't think he's gonna win but um I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, guys, boys? Yeah, I don't think he's going to win either, but there's no way that match won't be a showcase. I mean, those dudes Mm -hmm. have proven time and time and time again, every match they're in is great. I mean, Garcia has, like, main evented some of the shows and acquitted himself very well. So, yeah, that's a fun one that keeps the whole feud going. Yeah, I I think you'd all win, but it'll be awesome getting there. Yeah, I I totally agree. funny how daniel garcia has really grown on me ever since he came into aew at, at first i was not a fan i i thought he acted way too hard for what he looks like <laughs> um but once you see him wrestle his matches and how stiff he works i mean the guy immediately caught my attention um i still hated him and i don't know what the reasoning behind it was because the more i watch his matches I, the more i love watching his matches I, he still does come off as a heel but as a wrestler, I, he's totally found his place in AEW, and I think that the pure championship in Ring of Honor is a really good fit for him. Um, I mean, obviously, Wheeler Yuta's on this hot streak, too, and has been ever since he's joined the Blackpool Combat Club. But at the same time, I, I could easily see Daniel Garcia taking the title off him at this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a great match. Hey, Charlie, I got some big news here, man. I don't know if you saw this yet. 
uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship for oh, this. They, uh, they said it last night. I was going to say, oh, they did? you missed that? Yeah, they said it last night. FTR cut a promo saying they wanted the Briscoes. Oh, oh. is that, was that, did they confirm, did, so they confirmed the match? It looks like it's yeah. confirmed from this article that I'm looking at. And uh, I know these are your boys. You've been wanting to see them for a while now. Uh, I missed that on the show itself, but I'm yep. really excited about this. This show got a lot more interesting, eh? Oh, that, that, that'll sell out. Hopefully that match right there will probably sell out the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. In this It's going uh, to be a barn burner. And this is uh, taking place July 9th in Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's probably um, a smaller place. Right. In front of, uh, you know, is that's that's near Boston, I would got to say. They're going to be r- r- rowdy and ready to go. Oh, that's a, oh yeah, it's a good. It's their uh, Ring of Honor crowd. They say travel up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This will give us some uh, nostalgic vibes for sure. So mark your calendars, everybody. Be interesting to see if the Briscoes go over and get that title back. Because they, they should... They should go over to get that back. Well, maybe FTR listened to our episode last week talking about how much it's going to cost them to lug these belts all around the world. That's so, true. So uh, maybe they want to lighten the load just a little bit, and the Briscoe Bros would be worthy opponents. I would and, see um, that, but at the same time, I could also see FTR retaining because the Young right. Bucks also challenged, uh, what are they called now? Swerve in their glory or Swerve in yeah. his glory? One of those two. Um, they challenge them and Team Taz to a triple threat tag title match next week on Dynamite. So it's interesting that they haven't challenged FTR. I got to believe that. Wow, that's coming at all out, dude. Yeah, at all out. We're going to see the Bucks versus FTR, and I have to believe they're going to do it for every belt. So I don't see FTR losing the Ring of Honor tag titles anytime soon. I think they're going to hang on to all the belts. And we'll finally see them also get the AEW titles at All Out. It's going to be a big moment. So I kind of think the Briscoes might get their get their comeback on that, dude. They might. Um, they might. Well, and that's what makes this such a great match. It could go because either Ring way. Because Ring of Ring of Honor is going to need, um, you know, because I mean, I think they're close to getting something going, so they're going to need the Briscoes on that um, for it's that a name promotion. Stay. As a promotion to help get that over, I could be wrong, but I think I, I could be wrong, but I think the Briscoes get that back, and then um, because FTR's got the New Japan, so even if those Japan titles, there's uh, sorry, those CMLL Mexico titles don't really mean anything. So I mean, they still would have those two belts, and it would bring like some suspense into um, all out. Could they lose them all and all that? So it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I. I'm surprised that, like I said, I'm surprised New Japan let them have those belts. So something, something's going to have to happen. Yeah, that's the exciting part, like you said, Matt, that it could go either way. And that's that's what you want. Yep, it's not predictable. It. Yep, exactly. I'd like the meeting, the, the match next Friday or next Wednesday. It's pretty predictable. The Bucks will win. Cause yeah. Because they're, they're building towards... Are they doing something like tongue in cheek that they're like doing all these triple threats for tag team title tag teams right lately? Like this is like they're kind of doing it almost every other week or every week now. Are they well? They got just so many in, tag, are they just is that what they're doing? Yeah, there's just there's they got so, so many, many teams. tag teams. You figure they gotta okay make some in somehow. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. I haven't heard anything, but it's my opinion. I was thinking kind of the same thing. I I also get the feeling that Tony Khan is. 
really into triple threat tag matches, or maybe the Young Bucks are, and they've just been overbooking them a little bit lately. But at the same time, you make a good point. AEW has a ton of tag teams. Why not give them all a shot in some form and give everybody something to do? Plus, if the Young Bucks can then say they've beaten all the teams, that's the perfect segue for FTR to say, well, you haven't beaten us, and you know, build to that match it all out. Nice. They, the, I know the Bucks won the first match. Mm-hmm. Did FTR beat him last time? I believe FTR won the second match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they do have a rubber match. So, so that's gonna be good. It's gonna be. That's gonna be. It's gonna be one of the top matches of the show, man. Because they're gonna. Because I think a lot of people are saying the Briscoes and FTR was the match of the year so far, and so that's gonna be a barn burner. You know, for the next pay per view and then the next pay per view to see who tops who tops each other. I just love it's that be- we're talk- talking so much about tag team wrestling and it's so prominent and like a cornerstone of a major company. Well, I know this wasn't on our uh, dance card for the evening. I want to stick with tag teams just real quick. It was the disbandment of the acclaimed in the Ass Boys. Uh, they kind of had a little stable going on that was super entertaining. I'm gonna miss the scissoring boys. I'm gonna miss the scissoring a lot. But that night, yeah, last could... night, I called it when I was at Scott. I was like, "Dude, they're turning. Mm-hmm. He's turning tonight, man. He, you know, because the whole deal, he's well, not gonna leave his boys high and dry." Hey, well, when you cut off an acclaim rap, the way that that guy delivers, if you cut that off and take that away from the fans, you better be turning. Yeah. Because I would be pissed if that would have happened in Milwaukee. Because oh, yeah. honestly, I stop what I'm doing to hear those uh, raps. They're so original. They're unbelievable. And when they got cut off, I was like, "This is it. You're right." So, well, the other yeah, thing that could... the other thing that annoyed me was like, okay, Jim Ross like started saying like copying him while he was talking. It's like, shut up, Jim. Like this, like I mean, we didn't know at the point it was going to be cut, but it was like, I don't know. He's got some he, he, like. Sometimes he just needs to shut up and let the action happen. Jim yeah. Ross? Yeah, because he was like, every time he was coming out and saying, hey, listen, like Jim Ross was like parroting him. Like, Oh, like, he hates it. You, yeah, you, and it's like... Jim dude, Ross hates acclaim raps as much as he hates battle royals. <laughs> it's so true. I And you gotta believe that Tony Khan would have said something like, dude, don't bury what we're showing. Yeah. You know? Well, you know what? I mean, this is me wildly speculating, connecting dots that maybe weren't there. But I noticed his edge with acclaim started the time they picked on uh, Glenn Jacobs, and uh, um, I, 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 like that night he got super pissy about it, and then like, like he kind of like because I think it was a battle royal too, and he was like making little shots. And, and ever since then, he seems like he's had an edge because you know he's super yeah. buddy. I, mean, I don't know that they share politics fully, but. He uh he really likes Sean Jacobs. Totally, those those are who's a piece of me. shit. Yeah, right. Sorry. Friend make a channel. fun Halloween costume though. I actually looked it up. Uh, a game <laughs> costume for an adult costs fifty five dollars, and it might be kind of <sighs> fun. Just because you know, I'm not tall enough to pull it off, but I just wanted to see if it existed. <laughs> the full outfit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny. Anywho. Yeah, so that team is disbandment. We're probably going to see the Ass Boys be real heels now. Uh, I think they're hilarious, but part of their charm was with the Acclaim, who are going to go full baby face. I think now, because that... Who's the guy that was in the wheelchair? Uh, Anthony Bowens. Bowens. 
Bowens, yeah. Now that he's healthy, now that's like, okay, now we can wrestle. We don't necessarily need the ass boys. I liked it when Billy Gunn, you know, pushed him out there in the wheelchair and they would like scissor each other and stuff. It was just fun and entertaining, but I think it was a really good holding pattern that they had and really benefited both careers. Because I didn't really think much of the ass boys. I always liked the acclaim. But um, now, this is kind of like, okay, move forward and see what you can do, guys. Totally. It's working now. Yeah, yeah. The, acc- the acclaim came out of this as these super baby faces now that the crowd is totally into. And the mm-hmm. gun club actually seems somewhat more relevant than they did. So, yeah. yeah. And they've got a little bit of heel heat going against them, which, you know, when was the last time they had true heat? <laughs> And it was funny, I keep bringing up the scissoring. Bowens wanted the scissors from Billy at the end, and instead of giving them with his fingers, he gave it with his the, the, the head scissors, or whatever it's called, the Famouser. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Poetic. Gotta love it. Anyway, something uh, that we did love, too, was the main event on AEW Dynamite. Remind me of that main event one more time. It was John Moxley, uh, current champ, going up against two. Brody King. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, sorry. I I was putting the kid to bed during that time, so I didn't get to see its entirety. I did see the end, which we're going to get to, but uh, we know this was a great match. And Steve, do you want to talk about it for us a little bit? No, it's like, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I I think it's just fun. It's like, was was the end result ever in question? No, but sometimes that doesn't matter in wrestling. It's like, they did that little battle royal. You know, Moxley's got to bide some time until CM Punk comes back. Somebody completely unexpected won the battle royal in a really cool way. And it just was a good, yeah. And oh, and I also think uh, Moxley did a really nice job building up Brody King in his promo earlier in the show. He is a killer. We saw him live and dynamite him and uh, Buddy. Yeah. Uh, those guys brutalized. They reminded me yeah. of the Road Warriors, the way they like would kick the shit out of people. They yeah. wrestled some locals and literally beat the shit out of them. Yeah, they it are, was great. They are tough customers. He is great for a man of his size. I mean, so I mean, we knew that match was going to be good, and it was it was great. And it's again, again, it doesn't matter that you knew who was going to win. It was just a damn good match, and it, it it made Brody King even in his second defeat look really good. And Moxley, you know, overcame a threat like he always does it was i don't know i thought it was a i thought it was a great main event i enjoyed it i did not like this match i i don't know if it was just the rest of the show like there were a lot of segments on the show last night that something just i feel felt a little bit off and so by the time we got to the main event i was i don't know i almost kind of checked out a little bit um I was really looking forward to Brody King and you know, his entrance was great. Guy comes out looking like a million bucks, like he's ready to crush John Moxley. But then Moxley comes out like his usual, like badass self ready to fight, which was cool. Once the match though got rolling, I feel like there was some pretty decent hard hitting spots, but I couldn't tell you like one specific thing I saw where I was like, Oh wow. I, that was crazy. Um, which I don't know. John Moxley, when he puts on like an okay match, is still really good. Like it's still main event worthy. But I feel like this was probably the most generic version of what he and Brody King could have done. I'd love to see him go at it again. Um, just because I feel like they weren't Brody King didn't quite make it seem like he was just gonna kill John Moxley, and Moxley didn't seem like he was in ever in doubt of losing his title. No. No, especially when you know Brody King is so new to the company, it was never going to happen. But something at the end of the match happened, 
uh, Darby Allen Sting came out and tried to shake the hand of Brody King or something like that, right? Yeah, it was after the cameras were rolling, so, you know, like, they always throw in stuff for the local crowd. But, yes, Darby tried to, because, you know, I guess as a, like, hey, good job, good match last week, the Battle Royal. But, yeah, they were spurned in there. So I don't know what that's about, if that was just a truly a one-off with the cameras not rolling or what. Possibility that Darby could turn on Sting ever and maybe get into the House of Black. He's kind of got all already the goth thing going. There was a time I would have said no because Darby was just too much of a fan favorite, but he does feel a little directionless now, and I think I, th- I would say there's a chance. And if we see it, it probably wouldn't be soon. We would have to need a couple more hints. Yeah, AEW speaking- doesn't rush into that it's super fast. No. And somebody that might need a hint would be Tony Khan uh, to maybe pump the brakes on Marina Shafir a little <laughs> bit, appearing on TV week after week. She went up against the new tag team, Thunderstorm, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Came in, it was another uh, take a piss match. And um, we were texting in the group thread, the boys and I, and Steve mentioned that he loves 50% of the women in this match, but he could still care less about it. And, I mean, I do kind of like this tag team with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I think they're great for each other. Um, they both look great. They they got the wrestling IQ. They got the work ethic, the work rate uh, for the women. And But I don't know if, it, if, if it's just going to be like a little moonlighting thing. Thunder Rosa is going to wrestle her singles title. And then, you know, when she feels like it, when they need to, you know, spice up the card, put these two together, create some weird match. But... Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir, man. Man, I just, um, this, why? Why do they keep <laughs> trotting those two out there on primetime television when there's so much talent on the roster, people are fighting for time for TV, so valuable on your biggest show, weekly show, and we get, and, and we get these two. Um, I mean, I'm, and I'm not knocking them because they're women or but who anything. Else, like, who else do they have as heels? As for in the women's division, yeah, that would tag Brits taking a break. Jamie True. Hater's not around, so yeah, there's no real other women. I'm heels, trying to so. think of who are the big heels are like that show up on like Dark and Elevation. Um, I know. I was. I mean, Penel- Julia. <laughs> Penelope hasn't been on TV. Penelope hasn't been on TV. The bunny. I don't know if she's hurt or coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. She I was suppose. out there last night as a as a manager with. The Butcher and the Blade. She hasn't done much work lately, but I mean, that's they're just trying to. Where's trying Martinez? To give Is Martinez hurt? She, no, no she's, they're wrestling for Friday. They're wrestling. They wrestled last night. Her and I think her, her and, and um, Deeb. Yep, gotcha. team together probably against local talent. Sure. So they're um, build, I'm sure they're building that. So those two will go at it at um ring of for the Ring of Honor oh. title. That's that's I'm sure that's what they're yeah. working towards for that. Which would be a killer um, match. I don't have. I have. I, Nyla Rose isn't like that interesting to me, but I, I think I, she's got. I, cri- she's got I, clout because she's a former champ. So I it's watched, like I watched last week's Dynamite. Yeah. Or no, last week's Rampage. At the end there, I was gonna go past the her and the Tony Storm match, but they did a good job talking shit in the promo. Yeah. I watched the match, and I was glad I watched the match. It was a really good match, even though Shafir did fuck a couple moves up she should have got but was this a singles match between storm and isla it was a good match i was like shit i'm glad i didn't 
just deleted him. And not well, that's what I mean. I, I I think Nyla Rose has got come a long way actually, and is a solid wrestler. There's been time yep. every time she's in a match, I'm like, oh, but then yeah. it winds up impressing me. I think so it's because I got no Storm, problem with her. Think, Storm. Yeah, but I think she fears is the one that nobody. I, somebody's gonna have to, to get, explain to me. I guess I know they're just they're trying, trying to get her reps, to, dude. Yeah, she's gotta, yeah. she's gotta have some reps to get better, dude. She I guess, can't just, but so they're just trying to give her some reps, you know. So I'm willing to give hope. her a chance because Tony thinks he must obviously see something in her to keep putting yeah. her on TV. So maybe we'll he's see, giving her, right? giving her time to do it. So I, I mean, her, I hopefully she can get better. Her husband's Roddy, so I know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see the better. That's the part that worries me. She's. Well, she's, yeah, she's, like I said, revisit in six months and see where she's at. If she's not getting better in six months, it's like I'm you sure better cut the, your losses. Yeah, I'm sure they'll pull the plug. I mean, like this is the big news, and they might even they might not even need her anyway. Being the big news is, I'm sure um, uh, Naomi and Sasha aren't even oh. aren't, on the, aren't on the rosters anymore. So I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, I think from what I hear, uh, Sasha really her contract ended in June. So her 90 days, give her 90 days and she'll come. And I'm sure Naomi. That would be epic. It's going to probably jet too. So Sasha's a ratings pull. So, I mean, that, that, that's oh, a yeah, game, totally. that's a game that changer. Oh, that totally helps that women's division. Like oh yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would, it would actually give the women's division almost like a figurehead to look up to. Like she's at that level compared to everybody else. In the roster. She'll have the CM Punk effect on, um, on the, Women's division. Exact. Yep, that's a great way to put it. People will lose their mind, dude. Snoop Dogg has been on uh, the the show before. Yeah, he would definitely go out there and support her like he did in WWE. Oh, yeah. That oh, would yeah. boost up a little raising. I mean, Snoop is working hard. He's all over the place lately, even more than ever. I mean, the dude is timeless. It's unreal. I put him. I put him on. I put him on uh, commentary. He's fucking hilarious on some of those thriller, those <laughs> exactly. thriller fights. Man, he is so funny, dude. Because he's high half the time. He's just <laughs> talking. Just like dudes that are high watching fights. That's how he talks, dude. Just talking <laughs> crazy. It's it's hilarious, dude. It's 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 really entertaining. Because the fights are shit sometimes, but he's just so entertaining, dude. He's so entertaining. You wouldn't believe it too. He sits in on uh, Los Angeles Kings NHL commentary oh, yeah? a lot. He's good. Like, is he good? Oh. Dude, he's all over Instagram the next day. He's just like, if there's a fight or a scrum, it's like, yeah, fuck him up, like, dude, you know, like he, he'll he'll put in his street slang, and people he'll be like, oh, these are like two old uncles fighting at the barbecue and all this <laughs> stuff. He's, he's just saying crazy shit. Dude. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's guaranteed clicks. It's guaranteed attention. It would be a win-win-win for sure for Sasha, for Snoop's career, and AEW in general. So, yeah, that would be fun. Very good. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about that. Yeah, I don't know what Shafir's doing. When she came out with yeah, the umbrella we'll and her hoodie, I thought it was just some homeless person that found its way onto the set. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was her. So, um... Well, that's part of it with me. Like, the part, like, like, I can't. And again, Charlie, like, raises a good point. Maybe they're just trying something and maybe you give yep. them a little patience. You got but it. You got her, entra- it. her entrance sucks. Like the crowd goes dead. Her charisma non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. She's not that good in the ring, despite we all know she's no. a legit badass. Like she really brings nothing. I think if yeah. she so, was I don't phenomenal know. in the ring, 
this that would make it would yeah be perfect it's almost like they're trying to recreate a better version of Shayna baszler from yeah Matthew. and Shayna baszler worked because she was such a freaking badass exactly and she and, looked very scary yeah and i think marina shafir could be that but i i mean i've watched a couple of her matches on dark and elevation and of course she wins those matches because it's darker elevation and it it's believable but it just looks so sloppy and and not even sloppy but like she's using traditional mma moves as part of her move set which is fine but i feel like you have to do a little bit to make it a little more flashy in the world of pro wrestling right so we've texted about this as a group on our group thread over the last couple of weeks and yeah, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. I was actually also listening to the What Culture podcast today, of course, as I tend to do. And they, I, I mean, I think we've not been terribly brutal on her, but they were just tearing this apart. Um, and I think they've had enough of it as well, which that's usually my measurement of, you know, should we just let it play out or is this really a gimmick that's dead in the water? And, you know, measuring by that standard, I think it's dead in the water. Well, what's up with Paige Van Zant? There's their bare knuckle fighter, their MMA fighter, but she's also very hot. And um, she's green, like, dude. Too green. Greener she's than, than Sh- Yeah, Shafir's yeah. been trained. Paige hasn't been trained really. That is yeah, true. She had a career in NXT, so she's got the experience. But Who, Paige it's Van so Zandt? weird to hear. Tra- no, Shafir. Oh, yeah. I'm Shafir. talking about Shafir. Oh. Yeah. Oh. With as Baszler's crony. Um, yeah, with that Duke, what's it, Jessamine Duke? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, they're both freakish ass- athletes. Um, Shafir being probably the better one, but can't. Yeah. I mean, he's got it. He's got to let everybody have a chance, man. You just can't keep rolling the same guys out there, just and that just a disrespect to the women's division. So, For sure. just keep trying until they mm-hmm. till they get till they get more women that are better. <laughs> and I mean no disrespect because they are women, but it's just the oh, overall no. vibe that uh, it's not working and raising the point because when TV time is so valuable and you're paying so much to, you know, to get your message across, it's just weird. Like, okay, this is what you're projecting to the public. Three, in the room, three of the women in the ring were good. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to have a fourth. So they're trying to just help her. I, tr- I mean, I'll trust them. He, Tony. As a fan, Tony has never let us down, except for um, the with the big guy that was kind of he shouldn't have surprised. <laughs> he was so weird looking too. He looks literally like the Aladdin Robin Williams genie. If he dressed up in all blue, he would yeah. look just like him. But he's delivered, so mm-hmm. doesn't hurt. You know, it's like you got to have something. You can't have bangers on TV the whole time. You got to have a up and down, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Very good, Charlie. Thank you being for a, a voice of reason and our frustration. Well, just and, to see yeah, what happens Tony, with her. Yeah, yeah, she's not. And Tony, good, we trust. But... Yes. Thunderstorm. Yep. Yes. Get that shirt at uh, yeah. AEW. Still worried Shop about Thunderstorm because it's like, where does that go? Well, that's the thing. It's like tag teams. There's no tag team title, so tag team matches are not amounting to anything. And so is is uh, Tony going to turn on her to set up for All Out? So I mean, because she's got to have a match. Thunder Rosa needs a match for and a, a top contender for All Out. 
Yeah, True. right. The problem with that is that feels awfully WWE-ish to put two yeah, people together totally. just to have them turn like one turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they kind of and like you don't want to break them up just when they got started. I think they actually have a good thing going. They, I mean, their their outfits like they're good. Like I said, their their in ring and work ethic, their their yeah, work Tony rate is great. Yeah, complimentary. There are yeah, but uh, Charlie alluded to something before, like. They're like so baby face heavy in the women's division that it's yeah. broken. And then it's you so have a baby face champ, like they gotta mix that up. They, that just yeah. Wrestled. yeah. They gotta they gotta come up with some heels. The other yep. thing I was wondering about on along those lines is, you know, we've talked about like who do they have that can wrestle? I mean, what the hell's going on with Ruby Soho? Like she's been on elevation and dark every week for I don't even know how long, ever since she debuted, and then, essentially. And then I mean, she's, she's had a handful yeah. of matches and a, a very short push for a title an interim right title shot against Britt Baker back when. But I feel like since then, we've barely seen her. And being that she was, you know, one of the bigger names in the women's division, I'm shocked they aren't using her on TV more. But again, to Charlie's point, too many baby, baby faces, not enough heels in the women's division. So... You know, hopefully, if we do see Sasha Banks comes in, she comes in as a heel because that's how she's the best, anyway. Oh yeah, but and I mean, Jake Cargill you know, seems that. like Rampage is her show. Um, yeah, yeah, and that that TBS title was going to stay on Rampage, so yeah, they need somebody on Dynamite for the women's division to bolster it, make it a little more exciting because what they got going right now, it's kind of some of the lowest uh, interest levels that they've put out there right now, so. But we shall see. All good points, guys. Uh, it's getting a little deep in the show, and that only means one thing. It's got to be <clears throat> promo of the week. And this comes from Richard Fleer. Not <laughs> Fleer. So close. But he's from Memphis, Tennessee, and he just simply Interesting. says, Interesting. <laughs> oh. All right, Richard. Dick Fleer. Maybe that's how he grew up. But, no, thank you so much for submitting your promo of the week. This one's Bruiser Brody interview from NWA. It's an oldie but a goodie. And if you have an awesome uh, promo that you want to submit to us, just shoot it over to us at keepthekfabe on Instagram or Facebook or keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com. So, without further ado, uh, further ado, let's get to Richard Fleer's Bruiser Brody interview. Let's take a listen. It was a very, very special night in the career of the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. It was on that day that Nature Boy Ric Flair re-won the NWA World's Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Now, since that time, Ric Flair has defended all across the country, and he's meet some of the top stars in professional wrestling, with the exception of one man. Now, all that's going to change because Friday night, January the 6th, in St. Louis at the Keele Auditorium, the world title is on the line when Ric Flair puts the 10 pounds of gold against King Kong Brody. Well, Rick, it's good, it's good to be back in St. Louis and good to be in that ring against Ric Flair. You know, uh, I know the people in St. Louis know me real well, and it was just about a year ago. A year ago, Ric Flair was also the world's champion a year ago in February. And we had 20,000 people out at the old Checker Dome there in St. Louis. And there was 20,000 people in St. Louis who saw King Kong Brody get on top of Ric Flair and beat him one, two, three. And then the match went to an hour draw. Nobody took two out of three falls in the match. So King Kong Brody wasn't the world's champion. 
But yet you beat the world's champion one, two, three. Let me tell you something you don't know right now, King Kong Brody. In St. Louis, Missouri, on Friday night, January the 6th, your world's title match by special dispensation of the NWA is going to be one fall to the finish. Well, I don't think the people out here would want it any other way, Rick. And they saw me beat Ric Flair. And they know that I stood here a year ago at this time, and I looked at him just like I'm looking at him now. And King Kong Brody, he said, well, I'm going to beat you, Ric Flair, and I'm going to walk out of the building and be the NWA champion. So everybody's got to be saying, well, why should we believe you now, King Kong Brody? You was talking just as loud last year, and you didn't do it. Well, let's, let's point out something here. Now, in fairness to you, you haven't gotten No, no, no. In time. fairness to the people, I want to make right. sure they know All right. that that's true. I did shoot my mouth off. And I ain't never been the world's champion. But I want to tell you something. I beat Ric Flair up that night. And I beat him up good. And 20,000 people saw me beat him up. But I didn't take the belt. Well, I'm going to beat Ric Flair up January the 6th. I'm going to beat him up. This time there's and no I, uh, no, wait, wait, wait. You've got to do it once. I know that Ric Flair is one of those real, real pretty guys. He takes real good care of himself. Well, I want to tell you something. Pretty guys don't like to get beat up. And I'm going to beat you up, Ric Flair. And I'm going to take the only fall in that match. And I'm going to take the only thing that matters to every professional wrestler in the sport. I'm going to take the NWA belt. And I'm going to leave the building with it. A scary man, Bruiser Brody was. Um, One of a kind. Definitely. And I guess away from the ring, he was just, you know, a really normal guy, too. From what I learned from Dark Side of the Ring, when he would get dropped off at the airport, as soon as he stepped out of the car, that's when he would take his ponytail out, let the hair go crazy, and he'd walk to the baggage claim like, you know, like a fucking psycho. But to his buddies in close, you know, circle, he was just a down-to-earth dude. But, man, this guy, him and Abdullah the Butcher, crazy matches. I mean, would you? wouldn't you say those were... Like this, this is how we got to like hardcore matches and death matches. Or was there anything like that before those guys? Probably in Japan, but not in America, right? Not like that. I think, yeah, those are kind of pioneers right there. But that's where Bruiser Brody started. Didn't he start in Japan too? Uh, he did a lot of time. I don't know if he started there, but no, he, was he started like, here. huge there. He started, yeah, he was started here. He was in Japan. He was in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yep, this guy, that's where he got killed at in Puerto Rico. But, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, sad, yeah. sadly, Puerto Rico is where he stayed. Oh, man. Yeah, tough uh, tough way to go. A legend. Uh, he's actually what inspired Dark Side of the Ring. The, the dudes who started that show, they just wanted to do a Bruiser Brody documentary, but when they mm-hmm. got going and the more people they talked to, it's like, oh, man, you got to talk to this person. Talk yeah. to this person. So then it just crazy. developed into a series, so... You know, in in his uh, death, he inspired, you know, a pretty awesome show for us wrestling hardcore fans. It's one of my favorite shows uh, when it's on, and it is coming back uh, for a fourth no. season. So, is it official? For that. Uh, I believe so. What, did I, you hear something I different? Would, I would double check that. I think they teamed, I think they uh, might have sold their souls to do stuff with WWE. I did hear oh. that. Oh. I, what? Know. So I, I thought I read I, it's coming back for another one. I had read that a while ago, but then they had another thing 
more news they're, come out that that they're partnering that they're with WWE. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard that too. Like, they're producing like yeah. a different series, but it so no yeah. way. So maybe like the damage that they did to Flair and maybe to Brock and maybe some of these guys, they're like, okay, we can't have you investigating. And maybe even Vince wants to get them inside so they never do a Vince McMahon episode. Oh, he doesn't have to worry. There's all kinds of stuff coming out about him. Like, there's, I think there's a documentary. I know he's doing a mini series on Netflix about himself. So there'll be more. I'm sure there'll be more coming out about him. Well, they'll again. Do, they'll he he will make his own thing look like the Last Dance for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if yeah. it was a a Dark Side of the Ring, Vince McMahon, it'd be a ten part piece about all the fucked up shit. Well, there's an unauthorized one coming out, so that's gonna be oh, the, really? the real one. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't hate that those guys sold out for, for uh, WWE because I mean, I don't know. I happened to, I did catch the end. I forgot it. Not now that you mention it, I, was it? I can't. Maybe it was at the end of um, what was that last pay per view? Um, I had I had it on, and I think it was outside smoking cigar. But they came in. They had um, they had one of those table table for three shows that they have, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. but they had more. They had um, like. It was uh, Godfather, Undertaker. I watched that. Um, the fir- the yeah, beginning. Dude, so did I. When it, it was, I was going to say, it was fucking kind of interesting. I watched like 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, if I didn't want to smoke a cigar, I was like, shit, I'd, I'd sit here and watch this. But it was, it was fucking interesting, dude. They, yeah. they do, that, those shows like that are way more interesting than anything they have in the ring today. Those oh, shows yeah. are really good. Yeah. The biography series on A&E is coming back and uh, Undertaker's getting his own episode. Uh, Goldberg is, which will be weird. Um, But yeah, that whole biography that, you know, put on some good shit for us. And they're doing a Rivals uh, series, too, investigating the greatest rivalries of WWE. Yeah. Some of those could be good. Good shit. Yeah, definitely the Beyond the Ring stuff is definitely more interesting than the product that WWE is going on. And speaking of which, Matt, didn't you want to talk a little bit about uh, Money in the Bank? Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Um, For those of our listeners who uh, listen to the show regularly, um, you probably know we never report on WWE, and I know we are late in the show, so don't worry. There isn't a lot to say here. So Money in the Bank was this past Saturday. Takeaways from the show, Liv Morgan is the Miss Money in the Bank and won the Women's Champ. Drew McIntyre's Mr. Money in the Bank, and nobody gives a shit. And every other match on the card was very mediocre. Um, the women's money in the bank match, the, one interesting story that came out of this, there's a spot in this match where Shotzi Blackheart drops someone. Um, she's got her up on her shoulders, you know, sort of like how you carry a small child at a concert and you want them to be able to see over the crowd. Shotzi Blackheart has somebody up on her shoulders and she's standing there, but she kind of loses her balance and falls backwards. Not in, not intentionally. This was you could tell she just couldn't hold her up, and she falls over. And I believe it was Alexa Bliss smacks her into this ladder, and you could tell it just was not a planned spot. It did not look good. Um, it, Twitter exploded over this, and basically just mocking like how terrible this was. Shotzi goes off on the fans on Twitter. And then proceeds to delete her Twitter account shortly thereafter. So she is no longer on Twitter because of this botch in this match. I, I gotta believe it's on WrestleBotch. For those of our listeners who find us on Instagram, check out WrestleBotch. They're a great show. We've actually had them on here before, did a quick interview. It was phenomenal. 
but I believe WrestleBotch has to have caught this by now. If if they haven't, it's just a matter of time. But yeah, that was Money in the Bank. It was yeah, three hours of bad. nothing. It could have been an episode of Money. Dude, in the I, Bank. I had no, I had no interest in watching that. I was like, because it was UFC that night too. So I was like, I'm not even clicking over for that, dude. Oh yeah, I ended up At watching all. it actually on Monday night after the fact. Um, just because I was curious, I saw pictures on Instagram of Liv Morgan with the SmackDown Women's title, and was really curious how that happened. So, went back, watched the show. It was a feel-good moment, but that was by far the highlight of the whole pay-per-view. Didn't Austin Theory win the Money in the Bank? He was late inserted, like he was after. Yeah, I thought Austin Theory. Everybody. Won it. And oh, he like, did. Oh, yeah. Austin is gonna be in the match, and then oh, Austin wins. So classic WWE. Stupid. Yeah, sorry. I know I said Drew McIntyre won. He lost the U.S. title. Then he gets the yeah money, money in the bank. bank. Yep. So they had to get it off of him so he could yeah. win that. Yes. I, I sorry, Mike. I I just need to correct myself because I know I mentioned that Drew McIntyre won the match. Um, he did not win as we just pointed out. So thanks for clarifying that. But um, Drew McIntyre was booed pretty loud when getting what. Uh, uh, when getting near the top of the ladder, I think. The wow. Th- oh, hey, yeah. also, I also heard Lacey Evans got b- booed pretty bad, didn't she? <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I heard all the women. She, and they were booing her up were... as a face. And these, I heard, I heard anytime she got close, the fans were booing like crazy, dude. Uh, what, the did fans these were fans read this on 4chan before they watch Money in the Bank to boo these people or dude, what? I have no idea, but well, all knows. I know is well, the people love Liv, dude. Yes. She's a fan favorite. Everybody wanted Liv Morgan to win, yep. so anytime anyone else would get even close, that was the end of it. So, yeah. yeah. But like I said, really short, really not that sweet. And for those of our listeners who didn't watch, I just saved you two hours and fifty-five minutes. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, how how was that running when she did it with the, how was that running when she cashed in? Was that even a match or did, how'd that go? Yeah. Um, that Ronda. was that was not bad. Uh so Rhonda retained and then yeah. No, after that no, match, no, no, Rhonda oh Rhonda retained that and then it's she lost, Natalia, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, to Natalia. Yeah. We knew that was um, coming. Yeah, no shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Steven, so so Steven Rhonda was totally Ronda was a little beat up from the match, of course, but she was fine. Yeah. And then Liv had the nerve to run in and cash in on her and just have a straight up match after the match. Um, cool. There was a moment where Ronda got Liv Morgan in the ankle lock, and I could have sworn it was over. But Damn. then Liv managed to, I don't know, get out of it somehow and somehow get the win. It was, it was definitely like a roller coaster of emotion, especially for fans who really like Liv Morgan. It was a good way to, to do it. Did Pat McAfee say it was the steal of the century? <laughs> I don't recall, uh, but I would not be surprised. Or the heist, like the that. ultimate heist or something like that. What did he use uh, or what did Cole use all the time for Seth Rollins when he did it over Lesnar at WrestleMania? Rollins with the heist of the century. Yeah. 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 Like That's a what he said. Times. Oh, wow. Fucking A. It was good. That was good. That's when Money in the Bank was pretty good. But yeah, no, I I love that Liv Morgan is a, a champion. Oh shit! They got this really quick on that Sasha Naomi Naomi thing. I guess they updated their um, social media from WWE superstars to professional wrestlers. Nice, oh. good sign. Good sign. <laughs> That's great, dude. If they could get both of them, 
money. That that woman's division just got really good, dude. Oh yeah, the, Marina. All the bitching about Marina will be over. She will, <laughs> bye, bye. She will, she will be on darker elevation again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for <lucky>. sure. <laughs> if that. And if Out. they get banks on AEW, I can't wait to see their look, the music. I mean, whenever they bring in these old WWE people, it's going to be fucking fire. So, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I, pop, that pop for Cesaro was crazy. And, you know, he wasn't as big as Sasha was. No, you that's know, true. And you wait till she comes. That pop's gonna be huge. This oh, yeah. pop Could we see her at all out? You think? You think I'd all possibly? All of June. That'd be a good one. She could possibly get there because if she, they say she got re- I can't. I don't remember exactly when they say she got released, but you'd have to figure out the ninety days after she's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So maybe. Hmm. Maybe if not, it'll be pretty pretty soon after that. Which they really did. That that'd be cool if she debuted there, but they really don't need her. They would. She'd bigger. She'd be a big pop on a Wednesday night. But they always, but they always throw it out at all out. So if they could work it, yeah, be be the shiznit. Yeah. Well, they got all out. Has some pretty big shoes to fill. Like we said, we saw it last year, and it was probably the best pay per view maybe of all time when they had Adam Cole come out. They had yeah uh, Daniel Bryan Bryan come out. Ruby Soho came out. I mean, there was just yeah, oh yeah, three. Happened, yeah, so. I forgot there was three. Yeah, well, it's gonna yeah, they're gonna need some debuts. Well, the matches you know are already gonna be getting that tag team match. It's probably gonna be Punk and Moxley. That's gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure like we talked about too. Me and Scott, we were talking that um, the Ass Boys and um, and and um, the acclaimed that'll Claimed. be your. Uh, That'll be your uh, buy-in. Buy-in. <laughs> That'll be your totally. buy-in. Your boy hey, Wardog will get on in. there. Dog we'll throw Hook and Danhausen in there. Yeah. <laughs> three-way. Three-way buy-in. Yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of three-ways, there's just three little pieces of advice we like to leave all the listeners <laughs> with. We like to uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week. But until then... Let's leave you at these little three magic words. Stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H. Woo! So I can see her letting him go. Walk out of her heart. Walk out of her mind. I love her. She's so squishy and her sad and tired. In a rock cold and liberty bobbing hot. Oh God, I could do Ambassador, a sweet talking night walking games. Oh, she's known in the darkest clubs for pushing ahead of the dames. And she says she can't do anything, she can't do.